There is a lot of pressure on developers to deliver high-quality software and to do it quickly. That's where Agile software development comes in. Okay, what's Agile? Agile is a project management process. It's a philosophy that aims to help teams work efficiently and respond swiftly to change. Surfing the wave of change. Agile teams deliver work in small increments, and the results are constantly evaluated. This iterative approach has become nearly universal in the industry. Today, we're going to look at two of the most popular Agile methods, Scrum and Kanban. On this episode of the If Else podcast, we're going to meet a team leader who's at a crossroads. We were shipping great stuff. We had a, a great cadence. We had great communication. However, it was demoralizing because we continually couldn't estimate what we could actually get done. He needs to decide whether to double down on his team's current approach to project management or try out something different. To help him with his decision, we've got two experts on deck, ready to argue on behalf of their preferred methods in a friendly debate. My name is Ken Rubin. I'm the managing principal of Innolution. My name is Eric Breckner, and I'm a principal development manager at Microsoft. The goal is to give our team manager the information he needs to make the right choice for his company. I'm Mayuko Inoue, and this is If Else, your guide to smart choices in the field of software development. It's a show that'll help you hone the soft skills and master the hard skills you need to have a sustainable career in tech. Every episode, we take a big technical or career challenge and give you the background you need to make the best choices. It's for everyone from newbies to experienced developers and for managers and executives too. And it's brought to you by CTO.ai, the makers of the ops platform. We're going to start today with Grant. My name is Grant, and I'm a director of engineering. Grant works at a company that develops online marketing tools. His team has been trained in Scrum. So we are currently using Scrum. We went from kind of a, a very ad hoc system to doing Scrum by the book to get the, the processes and the, and the rituals down pat. And also it improved our communication about expectations for when software would be landing, when features would be delivered. Sounds like Scrum made a big difference, but there are some issues with their current process. The two-week sprints are uh, difficult to plan and we always kind of feel bad at the end of a sprint because we were never able to pull off exactly what we thought we were able to do at the beginning of the two-week sprint. So here's a big question that Grant and his team face. Should they double down on Scrum? Maybe tweak a few things that might not be working. Or should they look at adopting a different process like Kanban? This is a tricky decision. Any change in process can lead to delays and cost overruns. But sticking with something that's not working can lead to team dysfunction and diminished quality. We want to help Grant get the decision right. Let's start with some background on the process Grant and his team are using now. Here's an introduction to Scrum. Scrum was first presented to the world in 1995 by co-creators Ken Schwaber and Jeff Sutherland. The pair went on to author the Manifesto for Agile Software Development, 
along with 15 other leading software developers in 2001. Since then, Scrum has become one of the most popular Agile frameworks. Scrum is a lightweight framework that allows you to work through complicated, evolving problems. It's a high-speed approach. Sprints are central to the Scrum workflow. A sprint is a set amount of time, usually around two weeks, in which a product gets incrementally built and released. Other aspects include sprint planning, where the team commits to what they're going to get done during the sprint. There's a stand-up or a daily scrum, which is basically a team huddle to talk through the work ahead. And you've also got retrospectives at the end of sprints to figure out what worked and what didn't. So that's the top line on Scrum. But what's it like to work with this process? Here's some opinions from a few folks in the developer community who operate within the Scrum model. Scrum balances the needs of all the different stakeholder groups. I love the idea of defining roles up front so everyone knowing what they're responsible for. It gives time to the team to actually focus on delivery in a short period of time and get the feedback. The secret weapon for Scrum is time boxing. We'll do our best to estimate how much work we can get done in that time. And then at the end of that time box, we always stop to review. Retrospectives are also key to being able to reflect on what went well and what we should change. Okay, you've got some on-the-ground perspective on Scrum. We'll get under the hood on this approach during our debate. But before that, let's have a look at one of the other main options for Grant, or anyone considering an Agile development method. Here's a backgrounder on Kanban. Kanban actually originated from early manufacturing processes. Toyota started using a lean manufacturing system back in the late 1940s. They only produced what was needed, when it was needed, and in the amount needed. Toyota used cars and boards called Kanbans. The word means billboard or signboard. It's basically a method to help you visualize work to maximize your efficiency. A simple Kanban board has three columns, requested, in progress, and done. And then there are several steps that need to be implemented to go through the process. If you've ever used project management software like Trello, it's kind of like that, where task cards can be assigned, rearranged by priority, and then archived when they're finished. The main idea behind Kanban is to keep teams focused on completing one task at a time and not getting overwhelmed by multiple tasks in progress and then missing targets. Have a listen to some reviews from developers who swear by the Kanban approach. I think my default lately has been Kanban because it is flexible and you can scale it up or down depending on the needs of your project but also the size of your team. I think the advantage of Kanban is that you're not limited to an artificial cadence of, of a sprint, and that can be very freeing for teams. Kanban really has only three principles that we need to follow versus Scrum has seven. Teams that are more mature, they have more flexibility in achieving their goals using Kanban. I recently worked on a really quick turn product app. and. For that, we needed to demonstrate continuous progress. We also were being very collaborative with our client, so Kanban naturally fit into that. Now you have some context on two of the more popular Agile frameworks, Kanban and Scrum. 
Let's check back with Grant to get a sense of which direction he's currently leaning. Let's start with the main problem his team is facing. We were shipping great stuff. We had a, a great cadence. We had great communication. However, it was demoralizing because we, it seems like we continually couldn't estimate what we could actually get done. So there's an issue for Grant in projecting what the team could accomplish in a scrum sprint. And the fact that his team is demoralized is a red flag. This may explain why he's starting to consider Kanban. With alternate methods like Kanban, that type of stuff just sort of gets pushed to the top of the backlog. And then you sort of continually communicate about deadlines, you know, with the rest of the team. Whereas with Scrum, you know, it feels fairly rigid. Grant has given this some thought and seems to be leaning toward the idea of switching from Scrum to Kanban to get away from the constraints of those two-week sprints. We're going to try to help Grant figure out if this is actually the best move. And we've got two experts lined up to help him out. Joining me on the line from Boulder County, Colorado, is Ken Rubin. Ken is a certified Scrum Master. He's also written an Amazon number one best-selling book called Essential Scrum, a practical guide to the most popular agile process. Here's your 30-second intro. My name is Ken Rubin. I'm the managing principal of Innolution. We're a company that provides agile training and coaching. And we focus a lot on the use of the Scrum framework for software development. Scrum tends to be very effective for organizations that don't know exactly what the end result should look like, but have a good idea of the direction they'd like to go. And a framework for learning about the problem better and learning about the solution better. And joining me from Kirkland, Washington, Eric Breckner. Eric is a principal software engineering manager at Microsoft. He's worked for Xbox and Windows teams and at Microsoft generally for 25 years. He's written several books about agile development, including Agile Project Management with Kanban. Here's your 30-second intro. Hi, my name is Eric Breckner, and I'm a Principal Development Manager for Azure at Microsoft. I think that Kanban is a wonderful choice, and it's quite handy for people like Grant, who've been using Scrum, and need a little more flexibility or just a mechanism that allows them to adjust the pace of their work based on the work that they have in front of them. Kanban provides a continuous mechanism to manage your work rather than having those fixed sprint timeframes. All right. Eric and Ken, thank you so much for coming onto the show. So you've made your pitch and now we want you to make your case. So Scrum and Kanban have some similarities. Um, obviously, they both aim to improve efficiency, but there are also some differences. So first to you, Eric. What distinguishes Kanban from other agile development methodologies like Scrum? So Kanban is very, as you mentioned, is very similar to Scrum. There's a daily stand-up, just like with Scrum. Uh, there are people who are advocating for the customer, just like in Scrum. Uh, there are folks who uh, try and unblock the team, just like in Scrum. And there are many Scrum teams that have used Kanban to iterate once more on their process and uh, optimize a lot of things that they're doing. The biggest differences uh, between Scrum and Kanban have to do with the fixed timing of the sprint. 
The idea with the sprint is that you time box the amount of work that you're doing. And in that way, you don't get distracted, of course, but also limiting that amount of work allows you to adjust to changes in plans, changes in requirements, uh, just changes in feedback from the customer. So that's a great technique, but it limits it in terms of time as opposed to work. Uh, with Kanban, you limit the amount of work directly. And by limiting the amount of work, you get all those advantages that you get from Scrum, but a lot more flexibility, which it sounds like is what Grant is really looking for. Great. All right, Ken. So what is it about Scrum that makes it so popular? So Scrum has been a framework that's been around for quite some time. Its popularity, I think, is driven in large part by the fact that many teams have successfully used it to develop products. And I think engineers work well with deadlines. Uh, Scrum provides a deadline every two weeks. It's time boxing. So the sprint will start and it will end on known dates. I think that motivates closure. It, it helps prevent perfectionism, meaning we don't have to try and gold plate everything. We, we work to get the job done to the right level of quality that's desired by our business. And then we start again, building the next set of features. So I think it's a lot of appealing characteristics, ones that are desirable to, to developers. I just kind of want to follow up on that, Ken. What types of teams specifically is Scrum well-suited to? So Scrum can be used really by any team. And team is a good term to use here, not group. Agile is really a team sport. And and Scrum is really for a, a group of people who are focused on working together. So if you're a development team, you, you could be developing hardware, firmware, software, a combination of all of those. Uh, this is the kind of technique, that's, it's, this methodology, this framework is designed for those cross-functional teams of people to come together to get the job done. You don't have to use something like Scrum for technical work. I've done Scrum with religious organizations where they're managing the outreach work they do to their community, but its roots, its origin is all about development teams and helping them be successful. That's really interesting. I actually hadn't ever thought about using Scrum outside of software development teams, but I guess that kind of speaks to how flexible it is and how it can work in lots of different project settings. Eric, I want to swing the question, a similar question to you around where does Kanban work really well? In terms of when to choose Kanban, when, when that's appropriate for your individual team, Having a list of work is the key thing, just like it is for Scrum. Uh, you want a list of work that you need to get through, uh, and you're going to make progress on that. Your team is going to make progress on that every day. Ideally, there's a series of steps that you go through uh, for that work. Uh, typically for software development, there's a, uh, an analysis or specification or breakdown kind of step where you take the large piece of work and break it down into uh, in tasks that you can complete in just a few days. And then a step where you actually implement uh, whatever it is, you do the actual work. And then another step where you typically validate it and then deploy it. In terms of when you choose Kanban over uh, a practice like Scrum, that has to do with a certain amount of personal preference. Uh, my preference certainly is for Kanban. I used uh, Scrum for eight years and loved it for all the reasons that Ken mentioned. Uh, Kanban provides a little more flexibility and a little less overhead. Uh, that said, there are plenty of teams who still prefer the extra 
structure of Scrum. And, uh, and I think that's wonderful for them. In the particular case of Grant, who's struggling with fitting all of his work into those two-week sprints, Kanban provides the added flexibility he might need to adjust based on the work that they have and deliver it on a more continuous basis rather than worrying about that artificial two-week boundary. And Ken, I also want to kind of dig into Grant's problem here with you. Um, his team doesn't seem to be accomplishing as much as they set out in their scrum sprints, and that's been really demoralizing for them. So do you think that they should be looking to a different system like Kanban, or do you think they just need to tweak their approach to scrum? So I, I empathize with Grant and the problem he has. I've seen many teams that, especially if they're just getting started out, uh, I do experience that. They don't yet have a good feel for the amount of work that they can complete within a sprint cycle. Uh, it's unfortunate that the team members feel demoralized, and I'm hoping that what's not happening is that management is viewing the sprints as failures. It's, it's probably best not to think of a sprint as, as a failure, but more as the learning opportunity for, you know, how can we improve this? I, I mean, yes, we all want to accomplish what we said, but we also need, you know, enough information, enough data behind us to understand what makes for a good forecast or commitment during a sprint. So before I would recommend switching approaches, well, we'd want to dig in deep you know, with Grant to really understand you know, the reasons why. Right? Scrum is, is, this is why Scrum has a, an activity called the Sprint Retrospective. The intent of the retrospective is for teams like Grant's Scrum team to be able to step back analyze what took place over the prior two weeks, understand why things aren't getting done, and then make appropriate adjustments to the overall process so that in the next sprint, we're better than we were in the sprint before. So think of it as a form of continuous improvement. And the only real expectation that I would have in Grant's position is that next sprint, we're a little bit better than we were this sprint. And then that'll continue. And over the course of you know a, a next you know, three months, six months, the teams actually should be getting really good at what they're doing. You know, as Eric was pointing out, Scrum and, and Kanban are both very effective approaches. I, I view them as two tools in the toolbox. And I, I'd like to suggest that there's probably no such thing as a good or a bad tool. There is almost certainly the right or wrong time to take a particular tool out of the toolbox. I mean, I, I can you know, drive screws into the wall with a hammer. It doesn't make it the right tool to have used. So you know, if, in fact, a, a Kanban would be a better tool you know, for the nature of the work, that's fine. And it'll probably be based on the flow characteristics of the work that Grant's team has to work on. So Eric, there's a piece of advice that I've come across a couple of times, that the team should be aligned with the principles of the framework and then select which framework to use and not let the framework guide the team's values. What do you make of that? I think that's good advice. I, you know, Whatever framework you're using is something that you need to be comfortable with as a team. I teach classes in software engineering practice in the evenings at the University of Washington. And one of the things that I try and drive home with my students is that the process that you use will depend entirely on the team that you end up joining when you go out into the workforce. And, uh, and you should be comfortable with whatever practice that is because it's really the dynamic of the team that's the most important and what they feel comfortable with. Awesome. 
Well, I think Grant will have a lot of great points from each side to consider. So thank you, Ken Rubin and Eric Bruckner, for taking the time to talk about all of this. It was our pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Ken Rubin is a certified Scrum Master. He's also written an Amazon number one best-selling book called Essential Scrum, A Practical Guide to the Most Popular Agile Process. Ken is a managing principal at Innolution, a company that provides Scrum and Agile training. Eric Breckner is a principal software engineering manager at Microsoft. He's written several books about Agile development, including Agile Project Management with Kanban. You can find links in the show notes and at cto.ai slash podcast. So, lots of important information to ponder from our debate. But maybe the decision is becoming a bit clearer for Grant and his team, or for you if you're considering these options yourself. Companies, teams, and projects are unique. There are often different needs and expectations, so I want to add a few more facts to the pile. The Agile philosophy is definitely becoming the norm in the development community. According to a report from Collab.net, 97% of respondent organizations now practice Agile development methods to some extent. However, only 22% of respondents report that all their teams are Agile. Most of the rest responded that less than half of their organization employed Agile techniques. So there's lots of room for growth across the board. The Scrum methodology was used by just over half of the respondents to the study, with a further 10% using a Scrum slash extreme programming hybrid. Famous companies employing Scrum include Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, Facebook, Adobe, Nokia, and Unisys. Kanban is less prominent than Scrum in software development circles, though it's growing in popularity. Kanban also has a long history and has been widely adopted in other industries, particularly manufacturing. Companies who employ Kanban include Pixar, VMware, Atlassian, and Spotify. Wherever you are in your tech career, there are always opportunities to improve your knowledge. CTO.ai thinks a lot about how to make work in software development and DevOps more efficient and enjoyable. Visit cto.ai to download the Ops platform. The Ops platform makes it easy for development teams to create and share workflow automations without leaving the command line. Let's check back in with Grant, now that he's set up with all of this information about agile processes, to see which way he's leaning. I think ultimately at the end of the day, after listening to both Ken and Eric talk about the virtues of both Scrum and Kanban. I actually think I'm going to be moving on to Kanban, not because I think it's a better system, but I think it does have a a few more virtues that I think would be valuable for my particular team and the context for which we work in. Kanban seems to have a little bit more flexibility, a little less overhead, and also it's a little bit simpler. And those three things really resonate with the size of the team that I have and the fact that we're an early stage startup and we have to move pretty quickly. All right then, Grant and his team are going to make the switch to Kanban to take advantage of its scheduling flexibility. That makes a lot of sense. And maybe his team will consider keeping some of the aspects of Scrum that worked for them. They can make it the best of both worlds. Either way, 
Grant and his colleagues are moving forward with a new approach that will hopefully solve some of their project management challenges. If you're making these kinds of decisions with your team, we'd love to hear about the kinds of challenges you're facing around your development process or any aspect of your tech work. Drop us a line and tell us what you find most exciting about what you do or what keeps you up at night. Have you built the next great app? Faced a major hack? Built an efficient team? Solved a technical challenge? Let us know at cto.ai slash podcast. And while you're there, subscribe to the series. It's free and new episodes arrive every two weeks. You can also find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Next time on If Else, we'll explore the pros and cons of some different cloud services. Check back in two weeks for Amazon Web Services versus Google Cloud Platform versus Azure. I'm Mayuko Inoue. Thanks for listening. Perhaps it'll end up being a scrumbon. Scrumbon. <laughs> Man, I had it. So close. <laughs>